This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This episode 685. Coming up tomorrow morning, I talked to Danny Golan. They raised $225 million for their, and really he's a very intelligent guy. He's a data-focused ex-Israeli fighter pilot. And his company is called Kaminario. It could be the next tech IPO. Good morning, everybody. My guest this morning is Jay Jumper. He's the founder and chief executive officer, along with president of a company called Sinex. As a highly regarded entrepreneur, Jay has worked to establish the company as a leading cloud-based digital signature solution, a very hot space, which we'll get into. He has more than 20 years of financial services and technology management experience. Additionally, Jay graduated from the University of Tennessee in 1985 with a BS in marketing. Jay, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Okay, very good. So the, the the electronic kind of document signing space, not only is it very fragmented, it's extremely uh, competitive. Uh, where does Sinex fit in that world and what's your business model? How do you make money? Well, we're uh, very different um, in a couple of ways. So we're the only cloud-based digital signature company in the U.S. or North America. Everybody else is a e-signature solution. So we're very different fundamentally. We call, we um we view ourselves as the uh, independent uh, e-signature solution. So, Jay, what does that mean when you say cloud-based versus electronically signed? D- you know, dumb that down for me. Okay. So, um, I actually have a visual. Oh, great. So, look uh, at this. So, look at this. So, as you might can see, yep. this is a document. Yep. And so, what electronic signatures do is, if you can see in this document, there is an overlay. So, yep. the, docu- the document's in a clear overlay. And what an e-signature does is they really put a um, a a a, uh, a signature in the overlay. They don't put anything in the document. So if I came to you and I said, um, you know, Nathan, I'd like you to sign this document, but won't you sign this clear overlay? Don't sign in the document. Sign in the clear overlay. You kind of look at me like you're doing right now. Like well, that doesn't li- make a lot of sense. So this is a big liability, is what you're saying. It's not a real con. It won't hold up in court. Well, it will still hold up in court. It's just, it's just that you're depending upon the e-signature vendor being around forever and always to validate that signature. Because that this this all this is on this overlay is a hyperlink back to a software provider. Oh, interesting. So, like when I sign with DocuSign and I see the little stamp that says "Sign with DocuSign" with a little weird number, that's really what gives it the legal teeth. And what you're saying is, Nathan, if you do that, you're highly dependent on DocuSign. A hundred percent. I got it. it. So if I use you guys, Sinex, you're going to actually give me a completed copy. There's no overlay. It's a hard copy that I'll hold up in court. I'm not dependent on you. We're going so with with that particular company and all the other eSign companies, you have a dependent signature. Your signature is dependent upon that vendor being around forever and always. Right? Yep. Yep. And so with us, we're going to give you document, and we're embedded in the document. Every signing event, we're going. They're going to be digital certs, digital certificates embedded in the document. Totally understood. That's so, great. So, how do you? What's and what's your model? Are you is it SaaS based, or how do you charge? It's all it's all a SaaS based model. 
Okay. So we we took infrastructure that's been around for about 50 years called PKI technology, public key infrastructure technology, and we took that to the cloud. Where other vendors may have focused on ease of use early on, uh, we focused on security. We've added ease of use, and we find other e-signature companies trying to add security to the module, but you know it's very it's much harder to do than adding ease of use. And so, what is the uh, give us a sense of, of kind of how you charge. What's the average customer paying you per month? And what does that customer look like typically? Mid- middle market, enterprise, et cetera. Well, our, a lot of our uh, business, we're, uh, 80% of our business is really sold through software partners. So we'll, we'll private label, we'll, we'll partner with software partners where we enable them to help capture the e-signature market that's sitting on their software. So if you're a software company that, you know, has... Um, I'm just trying to think, has a uh, 10,000 customers and you could get $250, um, you know, they, they're sitting there with about a $2.5 million market opportunity with their existing customers. So we, we allow them to private label our solution so it can be branded whatever their product is. This is like McDonald's has the hamburger assembly line figured out. You can go buy the document signing McDonald's and make it your own business. That's right. Fascinating. Interesting. And now what cut of sales do you get from the vendor that you white label to? What we do is we do a revenue share with them. Okay. And so they participate in the revenue we get. So we give them a very robust, highest level compliance digital signature solution that they don't have to go spend millions and millions of dollars trying to build. And they can have a private labeled so they feel comfortable when they're going in highly regulated industries. It meets and exceeds the requirements needed for those um, for those industries. So whether it's the 20% that you're selling direct to other businesses, or it's the 80% of, of, you know, the vendors doing the business for you to other businesses, again, what's the average customer paying you guys? I mean, are we talking 100 bucks, 10,000 a month? What are we? Well, I mean, we don't get into that. Our, our pricing is, is on our website. It's basically $240 per seat, and that gets you 240 transactions for year. Okay, got it. Now, do most people though stick on that, or do you have an, a robust kind of inbound sales team where expansion revenue is critical? Our emphasis is really in supporting um, the partners. So we want to help support the partners as they sell to their customers. Totally understand. So that's where a lot. Of, that's where a lot of our emphasis and, and sales resources are. We call them. We call them farmers. So we're helping farm. We're helping our partners farm their customer base. So a big challenge in this space that I've talked with other people who have done white label strategies at the $100 million plus level is trying to put practices in place where individual vendors don't undercut each other on price. How do you set ceilings and floors on this to create an equal marketplace? So when we go into a particular industry, we try to match pricing based upon an industry. So the pricing in industry may be based upon a price per registered investment advisor or broker dealer. And that will be different than the pricing in banking, which may be based upon in banking, it may be asset size or credit union may be based upon members. So there may be, so we really work on industry and we standardize that pricing. So whether partner A or partner B is going to get the same pricing, whatever industry they're in. Okay, got it. So, it, so are you doing some level of professional services work when you sign up a new vendor to customize the Sinex technology for their specific niche? Well, we have very robust APIs. Ah. And this is really kind of the core of our business. Early on, because we weren't doing this really kind of overlay type solution, mm-hmm. we actually had to consume the, the document 
and insert digital certificates into the document. So early on, people had to integrate into us. Um, so we have, we've created very robust APIs. So when you're working in within a software, there are messages going back and forth and the software user never knows all this is going on. And then one of the key things we have is because everything's embedded in the document, we have the ability to delete our copy of the document. Well, if you're, if it's a dependent e-signature, there is really two, always a minimum of two copies. One that the vent that the company has, and then one that software comp the e-signature company has, because they have to maintain a copy of that e-signature. And as we get into um, security and you know risk, having an extra copy of your customer's form and data at some other place other than your own creates a lot of liability for companies that they may not, may have not thought of. Well, why are they doing this? I mean, these are not stupid people, right? I mean, these are right signature. This is Adobe. These are huge companies that have solutions in this space that use a different tech stack than what you articulate. Why right. is it just more difficult to do what you're doing if the engineering cost is higher? It is much more difficult. So it's kind of like I'm creating a, when they created the car, they focused on uh, ease of use, which is great because the early adopters were, I want to be able to just sign any document anytime. Um, we focused on security and PKI infrastructure and then we added we added um, ease of use. And what are you at so, today in terms of team um, in terms of team size, Jay? We're around fifty. Okay. And how, what percent? How many of those folks are engineers? Uh, about uh, about a third. Okay. And where are you guys based? We're in based in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, good, great. Okay, so we have remote employees all, all over the place. And and then take us back. Since we can understand size now, take us back to when you launched this. What year did you create this company in? Repeat that question one more time. What year did you launch this company in? Well, we actually acquired the company back in uh, 2002. Um, I had another financial services company, which I still run and manage. Um, and uh, Which one is that? What's it called? We actually bought... It's, it's called ProInvest, P-R-O-N-B-E-S-T. Okay. It's a basically a robo-advisor in the financial services industry. And so we bought this technology back in 2002 for ProInvest and then really split it apart in 2008. Okay. And so, and so we really bought it to really address uh, issues we were having and needs we needed in the marketplace. So which of these companies in terms of revenue is now bigger for you, your, your advisory firm or the document signing? Signix. Signings, but by, by a lot, I mean, clearly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, good, a good, a good piece. I mean, both of them are doing very well, growing very well. Um, obviously, the market for e-signature is, uh, you know, uh, very large as you, as you are, are learning. Yeah, I mean, you did. I want to get in your brain because you you were basically you did something that's interesting, which is you were running a business that had a need for something, and you realized, oh my gosh, that need is so big, I should go play in that space by acquiring a company. That's like a brilliant way to go into any new business. But I want to understand what gave you the confidence while you already had your advisory business cranking out revenue. What gave you the confidence to go in and shift focus to buy this other thing and then scale it? I mean, how'd you make that decision? Yeah, so one of the things, because what ProInvest does is we provide managed accounts in the 401k marketplace, and our customers are 401k providers. Well, the demographics were so that in 2007, you got to remember, this is 2001, 2002. In uh -huh. 2007, 
flows in 401ks were going to become negative, meaning more people are taking money out than are contributing. So, you know, Nathan's retiring and he's taking out his half a million dollars. Well, it takes a lot of us to contribute to make up for that half a million dollars. Yep. So we really wanted a tool set to work with our, our 401k providers to help them retain those assets through IRA rollovers. And it was a very paper intensive process. So we wanted to be able to offer a way for to help them uh, retain those assets through electronic signatures. And so found the company, um, uh, ended up uh, becoming a customer. How did you find uh, them, and, by the way? Uh, they actually called us. And what did that call sound like? Well, I mean, were they saying, hey, we're about to go under by us? Well, it was, yeah, remember, it was the dot-com bust. Yeah. So they were struggling. They needed some capital. You know, we looked at it, uh, uh, ProInvest initially invested, uh, became a very large investor in the company. What's and very they, large, Jay? How much did you invest? Slightly under 50%. 50% of what? 50% of the company. Slightly oh, you under, owned, owned call it 48% yeah, yeah. of the company. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then uh, there was an offer by a third company, a public, publicly traded company to buy the company very shortly after we... Uh, made our investment and they never did fulfill their obligation. And we stepped in and bought the remaining part of the company. Don't name, don't name the company that made that offer, but what was the offer? What was the price? It was about five times what I paid for. Okay. <laughs> so, so you got, well, five, to, inclu including the fact that you only paid for 50% of it. Yes. So my, it would have been my, my return would have been a five X return, um, you know, within six months. And, and what, Give me a little bit more history on this company. Did they raise a bunch of capital before? But I mean, obviously they raised from you, but had they raised from other investors before you? I think I'm sure they, yes, they had. And they ended up selling to a publicly traded company. And I don't want to get into all that. I mean, getting into a lot of history, but it would, it, it sold to a publicly traded incubator. Uh -huh. um, and as you can remember what happened in 01, um, you know, it's great to have a dot com, but you know, in 02, I need to have revenue. And so when you have a lot of dot-coms that are just getting their first customers that don't have a lot of revenue, have a lot of overhead expense, um, you know, it, it creates opportunity for, for uh, what we did. So if this business was, was doing so poorly, why did you make the decision to invest in it in the first place? Well, I saw a need in, in, in our company. I saw a need at ProInvest. I saw a need across the marketplace. I knew it was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when this market was going to take off. So we really brought the company in house incubated it during the times when you know when people were still trying to well you know trying to prove that there's a use case and accept it's free signatures and what did and i still believe go, go ahead. ahead well i was going to say jay this was over i mean this was a long time ago this was over what 15 years ago over a decade give me yeah. a sense of, of company size when you purchased it i mean were they doing more or less than a million dollars in arr less way less, less? Than a million dollars i mean they had they had two customers Oh, wow. Okay. So they had spent a lot of money on the technology, it sounds yep. like, but they were yep. just burning through cash like you wouldn't believe. And you're going, crap, we really need this. I'm going to invest to keep it afloat. And if it sinks, I'll be the first one at the table to buy it. Correct. And yeah. so so we bought the techno technology, kept the key engineers, and you know brought them on board. And uh, we really kept it and, and just continued to wait and support as this industry has continued to grow and adopt which we're obviously now in a mainstream adoption process right yep. now. Yep. So fast forward, you go from two customers in 2002. How many customers are you serving today? Um, uh, uh, six to 700,000. 
Okay. And is that, is that individual companies using you or seats inside of companies? Uh, com combination of both. Okay. So you gotta remember when we go sell to uh, a particular software partner, they sell to, a, you know, you know, their customers and then their customers may have, you know, 200 to 500 to a thousand seats mm -hmm. within that, um, you know, within, within that, um, company. And you said you, you're starting, did I hear that right? 700,000 on the, was the top yes. level of that range? Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, you mentioned earlier your, your, your per seat, you know, minimum was 249 bucks. I mean, am I doing the math wrong? If I take 700,000 times 249, that's a huge company. Something's wrong with my math. Well, obviously we don't get into, to, uh, uh, revenues as well, don't, a private don't, company. Don't get into the revenue, but tell me where my math is wrong. Cause I'm just using your numbers. Well, that's our, if, if you bought one seat license, yes, that's 200, $240. If you come by 200,000 seat licenses, I'm not going to sell it to you at $240, right? Okay. So you go, you give a pretty, I mean, it must be a pretty significant discount then uh, if you're doing we volume. A, we, we give a discount. We really work with the industries and the partners to help them, um, understand and understand the market. You know, you can't go work with a software company. I'm just, I'm just using this example that charges um, $20,000 for their product and say, well, your e-signature product is going to be $50,000. Yep. You, you, you've got to work with a software company to figure out how to price a product that's, that's right for their customers. Yeah, no, that, that makes total sense to me. But I mean, I just want to illustrate how large, I mean, cause this is an important thing, right? People doing large enterprise sales at volume where there's thousands of seats, understanding the kind of discount I think is important cause that it's kind of a land and grab approach. I mean, if you were full price at 700,000 seats times 249 bucks, you're looking at like 180 million bucks a month, right? A month, which is like crazy. So it must be a very, very significant discount on 250 bucks a seat to some of these folks, uh, unless you're just a, a massive company. That's 168 million total, not per month. I wish I like your math though, Nathan. Wait, why is that? Oh, was the ARPU number you gave me of 250 that was an annual, not monthly? Yes. Oh, annually. okay. That, well, that makes it a little more. I'm going. This guy's like this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a, like a multi-billion dollar a year <laughs> revenue <laughs> company. Unless I'm doing some kind of math wrong. Okay, that 249 dollar ARPU number is 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 annually, not annual. monthly. Yes, Got that's it. annual. So you're right. Yeah, that would be 180 million in AR. A little more, yeah. totally more reasonable. Where what's yeah. right signature at? Where are some competitors at? Do you know? Uh, we don't know. No idea. We don't. We don't. We don't. We, we don't really focus on them because we're such a we're such a different product and different go to market strategy. We're focused on our partners and and their um, customers. And they go direct uh, to consumer. Yeah, and they go direct to consumer. Yep. So it's just a very different market. Um, we are we're in a land grab, as you know, right now as an industry. And uh, what we tend to find is we want to we want to go pick our industries we're in and we want to go find the top software providers in those industries and we want to partner with them to so help them monetize the e-signature solution. Walk me through that. How do you do that? How do you find, how do you, what, what clues do you look at for a new potential partner to see if it's going to be a work or not? Um, well, first of all, if you guys see where they are in position in their uh, role in, in the, you know, in the industry, you know, um, you know, one that's we've well publicized is ZipLogics. Logix is the largest uh, residential real estate software company in, in the country. And so we're partnered with them and private labeled our solution. It's called Digital Inc. Okay. And so we have a, a very large portion of the U.S. Real, realtors that are on our network. They may have not ever heard of Sinex, but they've all heard of Digital Inc. Yep. And you don't mind that. You don't mind being behind the scenes. No. 
as long as as long as you're making some cut of the of the sale, right? That the vendor's making. That's right. Now, is this right. Jay, is this like a typical affiliate agreement? I mean, uh, most companies that do this kind of thing, it's like you know, you know, the vendor keeps seventy percent, and the infrastructure, like you, keep thirty percent. I mean, is it something like that? Is the average cut? No, no, nowhere near that. It's because um, we're giving them so much. We're creating a product. It's not like a a, a reseller. I mean, this becomes embedded and is a okay. A, a key feature of their product. So, I mean, should I flip that? You're keeping 70%, they're keeping 30. Is it somewhere around there? Uh, you know, uh, we don't get into the splits, but that would be, it's more reasonable to assume that assumption than the other. Is that because the reason you don't probably get into specific splits is because you probably, it's a negotiation with every vendor, right? So every vendor is a little different. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Good. And it's based upon volume. It's based upon volume. So the more volume they do, the greater percentage of uh, revenue you. share you get. Yep. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Awesome. Uh, let's uh, Jay, let's wrap up here, man, with the famous. Well, actually, let me one last question. Have you okay. self after you acquired this? I assume you got the money to acquire this just from your own cash flow from Pro Advisor, right? Pro Invest. Yeah, oh, Pro Invest. Sorry. Um, yep. Have you raised additional capital just for, for Sinex or have you just self-funded? Um, we've done a lot of self-funding, but we have raised outside capital. Oh, how much? Don't get into that, but it's but it's nine figures. Oh, okay. Wow. So you've raised I mean, the same. I mean, it's eight figures. Excuse me. Eight figures. Okay. Eight figures. So call it between 10 and 99 million, somewhere in there. Yep. That's pretty, okay. That's pretty significant. Why did you make the decision to do that instead of just keep self, you know, self-funding? Uh, ProInvest just wasn't, didn't have that. I mean, it couldn't, it wasn't, I would, didn't want to take so much business out of ProInvest to, um, you know, to cannibalize ProInvest to continue to fund Sinex. We, we've been the largest investor in Sinex at, at, up until now and uh, will continue to be, but it, you know, in order to capture this market opportunity, we needed to bring in outside investors. Got it. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, and just just to be clear, this is, uh, I think, completely inaccurate information. But when my team did research on this, it looks like you guys, the last round of funding was in August 2016. It was a $6 million round. Uh, that was a venture round. And then you had launched Tennessee do a Series A in January 2016. To the, and then added it all up, you've you know, call it, there's about 14, 15 million bucks in the company. Is it right to assume that's somewhere around accurate or am I leaning more towards 80, 90 million? I would say it's not, it's closer to that. I mean, but okay. we're not, you know, we're not to the $90 million. We're, we're trying to be very capital efficient yep. in how we deploy capital. We're not out trying to educate the market. We're trying to work with partners and help them promote their solution. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you post all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back -back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back to back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool, it's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin, I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial, isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45 day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Makes great sense, Jay. Let's wrap up here with the famous five, you ready? I'm ready. These are like, Super easy questions compared to what I've asked, all right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, what's your favorite business book? 
Um, I, 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 I spend more time reading white papers than I do books today, but uh, probably the uh, the business book that probably sticks in most is probably uh, more in the market today is uh, Trump, The Art of the Deal. Yep. And what is the uh, name? Some of the white paper sources you, you read a lot. It's a lot of our own, where we're really defining what the difference between a digital and a electronic signature is. Mm-hmm. Great. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Jeff Bezos and uh, Mark Cuban, and, and obviously Warren Buffett, coming from my investment background. Uh, no, actually, quick question on this: uh, Warren Buffett always mentions and says, "Go the Vanguard passive, you know, S and P 500 route." If you're a passive investor and you don't want to, you know, educate yourself on companies in the market. Um, right. I had Andy, the CEO of Wealthfront, and John, the CEO of Betterment, on, and they both say Warren is basically stupid for not recommending Wealthfront and Betterment and keeps recommending Vanguard. Do you think Betterment and Wealthfront eventually override the market share that Vanguard's built up, which is in the trillions in terms of AUM? Uh, no. You think Vanguard keeps its lead? Vanguard keeps its lead. Vanguard's right. done a great job of, um, of having a uh, an investment. What most, most people don't spend a lot of time and attention on the cost associated with. And having a low-cost uh, solution like Vanguard has been a very good, very, done a very good job of is critical um, for your long-term returns. Number three is their favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling. No, probably my favorite is email, which I spend ninety-nine point nine percent of my time. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I would say between um, six, five to seven. Five to seven, so average six there. And then what's your situation? Yeah. Married, single, you have kids? Uh, happily married for uh, 26 years wow. and uh, and got three uh, kids, uh, one out of Vanderbilt, two that uh, play football at Tennessee, getting oh. finance majors. Very good. And, and how old are you? I am uh, 53. All right, last question, Jay. Take us home here. Take us back 33 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, that hard work and uh and perseverance uh outdoes anything else there you guys have it perseverance and hard work outdoes anything else from jay again started in financial industry got addicted to a product that he was using right in the in the e-signature space said you know what there's a unique tech stack here that's way more secure and not and it's an independent signature i should buy this thing i'll start by investing to maybe get information rights uh it turns out they didn't get a good offer he bought it back in 2002 he's now grown it they've got over 700,000 seats or, or people you know using the platform their main distribution channel is about 80 percent through vendors uh minimum they're charging or sorry maximum they're charging if they're just a one-to-one -one ratio is just 250 bucks minimum per year per seat obviously there's volume discounts in there for each vendor, depending on the success ratios. Totally happy to be in the background with this team of 50. Again, white labeling this through to people in different specific industries. They raised over $10 million. Again, really competing in a highly fragmented, but very competitive. And there will be many, many, many big winners in the document signing space. Jay, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Appreciate it. Have a great day. If you enjoyed Jay today, go back and listen to Nico yesterday, who breaks down how to raise your first round of funding. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Okay, Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with 
Facebook and Google ads. Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan.